0: Well, uh, this past year, there's some more hands over here. There's this past year, I've found myself off and on through different meetings uh, the last 12 months, Sunday mornings, as well as in our prayer sets during the week. Just this phrase would come up out of me kind of spontaneously, Didn't, wouldn't plan to say it, but uh, it would, felt like it had a weight on it, like God was really saying, this is really important to me. And it was that God is calling us, not just this church, but the body of Christ at large in this last year. He's calling us to be of a different spirit than the spirit of the age that we're living in. He's calling us to be of a different spirit. Now, I knew when I said it, I I knew it was referencing Joshua and Caleb as they spied out the promised land in Numbers 13 and 14. And um, so that's what I was thinking about. They, they came back from spying out the land. Ten spies said, we can't take the land. Joshua and Caleb said, we are well able to overcome the giants in the land. And so I thought it was Joshua and Caleb. I actually looked it up, and more specifically, in Numbers 14, 24, it's talking about Caleb. It said, Caleb, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. The majority didn't inherit the land, but Caleb inherited the land because there was a different spirit in him. How many of you know there is a spirit of this age right now all around us that is moving in the opposite direction? of the move of the Holy Spirit that we are beginning to experience. There's a spirit of the age, like a current coming at us in the opposite direction. What began 12 months ago with panic toilet paper buying has metastasized into all kinds of irrational behavior. How many of you saw this as a scene a year ago? Empty shelves of toilet paper and all kinds of items. It began with this, and then irrational behavior started stirring up. People began, began to be paralyzed with fear, pulled into depression, and then as the year went on, enraged, inflamed with anger, anger to the point of severing long time friendships. Severing even family relationships, even in the body of Christ, over responses to COVID, responses to the death of George Floyd, responses to cancel culture, responses to immigration and guns and on and on. It's grown and it's continued to grow and As this was happening, fear, depression, and anger, as this continued to mount, something began to rise up in me, and the Holy Spirit began to speak in my heart. Glenn, go opposite of this flow of the spirit of the age. Go opposite. Instead of fear, step into faith. Instead of depression, step into the joy of the Lord into the hope of the Lord, into optimism. Instead of anger, Holy Spirit, escort me into your loving kindness, into peace. Now, it doesn't mean that, how, how does love look like when things are going in a wrong direction? It doesn't mean you just go, well, I'm going to be loving and not say anything. No, you can be kind. It says, speak the truth in love. So we need courage to speak the truth in love. But I was just feeling that, like, I want to go opposite. And I, when I saw this about Caleb, I thought, that's it. That's it. And I began to speak over us as a church. that We're going to go opposite of fear, depression, and anger. We're going to move in to the opposite spirit. We're going to be of a different spirit. Can we just say that? If you just say that with me, just kind of say it after me right now. Lord Jesus... By your grace, By your grace help, me help me to move in an opposite spirit move in an opposite with spirit, a different spirit, a different spirit. Than, the spirit of the age. than the spirit of the age. Amen. We learned last week it's powerful what we say out of our mouth. And I wanted us to make that as a, a declaration over this church. Last week we began to look at some aspects of Caleb that help us to press in. See, we're we're pressing in more to faith, to prayer, to fasting, to holiness, to uh, loving one another, to healing more. Even today, we're pressing in more into the gifts of the Spirit, saying, Lord, have your way. And so looking at Caleb's life helps me to press in. I said last week, I set my alarm now, uh, every day it goes off at 1.30, because in military time, I wasn't in the military, but Gary will testify at 13.30, is Numbers 13.30, where Caleb said we, and Joshua and Caleb said, we are well able to overcome. Yes. So I'm, I'm resetting my mouth at 1.30 to say, whatever it is I'm facing that day, I'm well able to overcome. I believe right now, I woke up this morning with a strong sense that there is... <laughs> The enemy is unleashing immorality in the earth today like never before. And he, the Lord wants us to rise up and press in to his heart and his strength for holiness in this hour. And I'm belie- I just need to say that to someone right now, that you are well able to overcome the immorality and uncleanness in this age. Yeah. By the power of God, yeah. by the grace of God, you are well able. So say that. If, it, if at 1.30 your phone goes off and you're like, I'm feeling tested here or tested there, say, but I'm not saying you have to do your phone at 1.30. But I do because it helps me to step into his strength and his power. So we saw three things last week about Caleb that inspire us. Um, and that distinguished him from the majority of the people there, of the spies, he and Joshua. A, Roman number one, paragraph A, Caleb believed in his heart what God had said. It's amazing how many forgot what God had said he would do. He believed in his heart that God said he would give them the land of Canaan as their inheritance. B, Caleb didn't cave to the prevailing gloom that was all around him. Every day we go out of our homes, if you're like me, you sense in certain places there's like this prevailing gloom and doom. A different spirit says, I'm not going to cave into that. I'm going to walk in faith and joy and hope. See, Caleb spoke with positive words out of his mouth, and that settled his destiny. We saw that last week. That was in contrast to the negative words that were being spoken by the 10 spies. So we talked about that last week, and, and, and so now we're God's helping us to speak right words. And I want to, while we're talking about right words, I want to make a correction. I said something wrong last week um, that I want to correct. I said that I, on some of my research, I said that Caleb was 35 years old when he spied out the land. You may say this as little, but it's important to me. He wasn't, he wasn't 35 when he spied out the land because actually I was reading then in Joshua 14 and Caleb says out of his own mouth in Joshua 14, I was 40 years old. Wow. So who are you going to believe, me or Caleb, right? Let's, <laughs> I'm going with Caleb. You weren't really 40, no. <laughs> but it's important what we say. So today, Roman numeral 2, I want us to look at some aspects of Caleb's life, uh, some more aspects. We saw three last week, some more today, except today we're going to get them from an interesting source, from the very name Caleb or Chalev in Hebrew. In the Old Testament, names always had meanings. Names always had significance, and so the Hebrew word for Caleb or Chalev in English is the word dog. It's the word dog. Now that's interesting. Why would you call a person a dog? I mean, you know. By the way, Karen McCutcheon, are you here? You have a you have a dog, right? Yes. What's your dog's name? Joshua, well, this is Caleb. We're going to talk about Caleb. I, I thought about that. She would do the food pantry all over the, the years, and, and I'd be coming in the back door, and i hear this. Rawr, 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 and, and Joshua's coming at me because I was, I was a stranger in the land. So, uh, but anyway, so um, I, don't, I can't read Hebrew, but I put it in your notes just to make you think I knew something. I just cut and pasted it, you know, so. But why would you call a person a dog? I mean, why would he have that title and yet be so valiant? I mean, especially back in the Middle East, um, dogs were not highly esteemed. They were not properly fed. They weren't allowed indoors. And back then, people threw stones at dogs. I mean, it wasn't like today where dogs get really well taken care of, right? There's just I'd say 40 yards from where you're sitting is this sto- store right here in the center called Pet Wants. And uh, you can't read the little sign there, but it says uh, fresh, local, delivered, <laughs> nutrition you can trust, okay? And that's about getting your dog, you know, organic, free-range, something, right? Getting, getting, getting all this for your dog, and uh, you know, that's that you didn't when in 1445 BC, when Caleb was was going into the, the promised land to spy it he didn't pass by a pet once on his way. <laughs> you know, that's not so so it's it's fascinating, you know, why would he be called a dog? And 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 so what was the essence? Kind of diving in now to this, the word for us right now, in this hour, to help inspire us to keep pressing in and not backing off. The spirit of the age wants us to back off. What was it about Caleb that can inspire us to press in? Well, if you were to think about it, the essence of Caleb, the dog nature in Caleb, was that five times in the Bible, five times it says Caleb Fully or wholly followed the Lord. Five times. I, if I had the time, we would, we would read them all out loud right now, but I want to read two of the passages. But that's what marked Caleb, was that he followed the Lord fully with his whole heart. Numbers fourteen we've read it, but I kind of edited it out before. I'm going to put it in now. My servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, and has followed me fully. I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. So the different spirit that Caleb had was a spirit, was an anointing that caused him to follow the Lord fully. You can really meditate on what fully and holy looks like. Does it mean perfect? No. Let the Lord speak to you about what does it mean to fully follow? For me, I'll just spill a little bit. I, I sign up again throughout the day. And if you come in, sometimes I'm in the prayer room on my, on my pillows, and you see me doing this, that's me signing my name. On the dotted line again, saying, Lord, here, I'm here. I'm all the way. Numbers 32, 11 and 12, just two of the five passages. Surely none of the men who came up from Egypt from 20 years old and above shall see the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because they have not wholly followed me except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenzite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, or Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. So what the Lord is asking us today He's asking me, whenever I do this, I see the three fingers. (laughs) Is, are you and I wholly following the Lord? Are we fully following? There's a lot at stake with full obedience. There's an inheritance that we miss out on when we say, well, I'm not as bad as that guy. Well, I'm not as worldly, all right? You know... You start going that direction and we, you miss out for you, for your, inher- your descendants, wow. for all eternity. Yeah. There are things, sacrifices now that we really do pay forward. It's worth it to follow him all the way. Yes, so I say, Lord, make me like Caleb. God will help us to fo- wholly follow him. See, I I look at that and I go, I I don't think I can fully follow you, Lord. Well, he will help us if we ask him for help. What's the Holy Spirit's name? Helper. 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 Like it's his job description. My name, Helper. So Holy Spirit, help. You're calling upon the job description of the Holy Spirit when you say, Helper, help me to wholly follow you. Now, I had this in my notes earlier this week, kind of full disclosure. I'd, I'd written a little thing because in the prayer room, like on Wednesday or so, it was they were singing, I surrender all, right now, right now. And I began to get convicted going, you know I sing that so much, Rachel. You know that song, right? I surrender all, okay. <laughs> right now. And I, but I sing it. I like the melody, but I go, I, it hit me on Wednesday. Am I really? Surrendering all right now? No, I'm just singing it because I like it. So yesterday at 1.23, I looked up at the clock in here. Yesterday, I had deleted that from the notes. I surrender all. I was like, ah, I don't have time for that. And then Clay Edwards at 123 yesterday, you can look it up on the archive. He starts singing, I surrender all. I surrender all. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to put that back in the notes (laughs) because we need to know, we need to hear. We can sing a lot of things, and do we really mean it? I surrender all right now, right now. If I asked you to sum up the Christian life and you only had two words to sum up the Christian life, what would those two words be? Follow me, is what I would say. Follow me. Jesus saying, follow Jesus. That's the essence of the Christian life. Christianity is not primarily following a doctrine. It is following a person. A doctrine is important. We have Sunday school. We, have class, we study doctrine, but it's not primary. Relationship is primary. In fact, when I was a Christian school principal, we would say this as, the, as we would set the rules out for the Christian school. Rules without relationship equals rebellion. If you just tell them to follow rules, but you don't connect them to the heart of why they're walking that way, there's, then there's a rebellion. Christianity is not a do- following a doctrine primarily. It's following the person. Of Jesus, I put it this way, <clears throat> it's not so much head knowledge, but heart encounter, yeah. mm-hmm. from which flows a lifestyle that stands out to the world around us. Wow. It's, it's not, I know all these things, it's, I know the one yeah. who died for me. And then out of that heart encounter comes, I want to live for you. I want to please you. I want to obey you. So that's what Caleb had. He fully, wholly followed the Lord. Paul said, paragraph A there, Roman numeral three, he said near the end of his life, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to take care of, to um, to keep what I have committed to him until that day. 2 Timothy 1 verse 12. Notice Paul didn't say, I know what I have believed. He said, I know whom I have believed. And he said it in the perfect tense. I know whom I have believed, meaning the issue's been settled. I believed and now I continue to believe. That's the perfect tense. On March. 21st, 1976, I said, yes, Jesus, come into my life, and I've known whom I have believed for now coming up next Sunday is going to be 45 years. It'll be my 45th birthday next <laughs> Sunday, and I plan to celebrate, but it got settled in 1976. And now it continues. So Paul's saying at the end of his life, I know whom I have believed. It's a a person. That's who you're you're following primarily. Paragraph B, a couple of New Testament examples of this truth. Follow me. It's throughout scripture, but Jesus says this, these, these, these cases, at least Matthew 9, verse 9. He goes into the tax office. Matthew's there. Jesus walks into the tax office, looks at Matthew, says, follow me. Matthew drops what he's doing and follows Jesus. It's probably the shortest evangelistic message. <laughs> Eric, that's probably the shortest message you'll ever preach in evangelism, right? Follow me. Now, it depends. Now, he got 100% response, too, to that evangelistic message, yeah. right? But it, d- it does depend, I think, on who, who's preaching that. Uh, I want that kind of anointing, but this was, this was God come in the flesh preaching that, so... So that's the essence of the Christian life, is follow me. That's what Caleb did. He followed the Lord fully. Then in John 21, this is the resurrected Jesus. You can study this out more in your own time, but it's uh, the first part of John 21. Jesus comes to Peter. After Peter had denied Jesus three times, then Jesus is restoring Peter and... Let me just back up and say, as he's restoring Peter, we talked about words last week. Jesus had Peter say, ask Peter three times, do you love me? How many times did Peter deny Jesus? Three times. So Jesus was leading in restoration. He was leading Peter to say the right thing to cancel The wrong thing he had said. See? So he had said the wrong thing three times. So Peter was probably wondering, why are you asking me three times? Do you love me? I think one reason was Jesus was saying, you have to unsay what you've been saying. And you said the wrong thing three times. So we're going to cancel that. One, two, three. I told last week in a moment of... Clarity and whatever. I've been convicted about saying the words "crazy" and "weird" over the last 12 months, and I've been convicted, and I've actually kind of been unsaying those words now, throughout the last, you know, last couple of weeks. And so I asked the Holy Spirit. I said, "What can I say instead of that?" Because it just kind of comes out of me. And uh, and so for for the word "crazy," actually, "crazy" can be two things. It can be something really cool. Or really bad, right? At least for me. So when something's really cool, I say, now, that's amazing. Just giving you a little insight into what I do, right? Well, that's amazing because I want to unsay what I've been saying. Because I want to be amazed by the kingdom of God. When I hear, when Linda says, my foot got healed, I go, that's amazing. Mm. But I used to say something different. When something's really off, <laughs> I say this now. I said, Holy Spirit, what should I say instead of that? He says, say, that's crooked. That's crooked instead of crazy. That's crooked and that, because Isaiah 45, 2 says, the Holy Spirit makes the crooked places straight. So I'm inviting the power of the Holy Spirit to move in and cause the crooked to be made straight. That's just me but I'm kind of doing the Peter thing. I'm kind of canceling that. And last week, uh, you know, while we, we were ta- I was saying the word weird I was saying and how I defined that last week. And Joseph, are you here, Joseph? Joseph's over here. Wiseman? What? Yeah. He comes up. He says, you know, what's the phrase over Austin? Keep Austin weird. And he said, why don't we say keep Austin? Did I say it or you say it? Oh, you said, let me say, it was keep Austin worshiping. Let's say keep Austin worshiping yes. instead. I, I, again, I'm just bear with me right now. Like, can we just say that right now? Yes. Let's just make that a declaration. Amen. All right, all right, ready? One, two, three. Keep Austin worshiping. Amen, they heard that at Bethel. Cross the, cross you say, well, we're not really, a, the town's not really that much worshiping. Well, we're declaring it. Yeah. Let's declare it with our mouth. So anyway, I kind of camped out on that a little long. But that's what, uh, so then he goes on to, to have Peter. He says to Peter there in John 21, after he's being restored, he says, you know, you're going to be old. You're going to, you know, someone's going to guide you around. Uh, in your old age and then he says to Peter follow me and then Peter's kind of wondering about John the apostle he goes well, what about John what's going to happen to John and he basically says what does it matter to you about John but just follow me so he tells him twice follow me and then I began to think about that when, G- when Peter first gave his heart to Jesus as Lord after the big catch of fish What did Jesus say to him and James and John? He said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So again, he was having Peter say what he originally said. He he said to Peter what he originally told him, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. In the last last few minutes, um, three things. And, Sloan, if you can get ready with this and the little camera over here. Three things about Caleb the dog that made him a pattern for you and me. Now, before I say these, we're going to look at these three kind of as we land the plane here. Bill Johnson would say that. Um, but I want you to look at these two videos. I love dog videos. And sometimes I just look at furry dogs for fun on my phone. But I want you, I'm, putting, I'm going to play these two in order, and I want to see if you can pick up the hints. Don't cheat. Don't look at the notes, okay? Um, but look at, the, look at these as, remember, Caleb, dog nature. What was it about Caleb? Now, now, before we look at these, I want to say we're talking about a trained dog or a one-owner dog, okay? That's what we're talking about, a committed dog that's faithful to its, its owner and wants to please its owner, okay. So let's look at these videos, and then we'll look at these, uh, these, these three things about Caleb that makes him a pattern. There it is. Aims of a faithful community. Go hope. for a walk. Oh boy! Actually, that's the wrong order. You go oh the boy! Other She's excited. Let's go to the first one. Yeah, this is the first one. I love this. He looks at him. Look at his tail. Come on. Come on. I I can see that over and over. Now let's go to the next one. Now it's going to take the dog for a while. Let's do a couple. I'll tell you when to stop this one. Thanks. Excited. Yes. He's got the the walker, the chain. Frank, wanna go outside? Do you wanna go outside? (laughs) you Go for a walk? You go for a walk? You go for a walk. Come on, let's go for a walk. Come on, let's go for a walk, quick amen that's great guys thank you so much on the video appreciate it wow i got excited when i saw the coca-cola bottles but. well see could you pick out some of the lessons that we can emulate as far as following the lord fully the first one those who've had a dog the dog wants to be near to be near the master. To draw near. You know, you're on the couch <clears throat> and you move across the room. Your dog follows you. He says, all right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get closer to you, just like we saw in that video. He follows you. He says, if you move, I move. Where you go, I go. I think that's the most important thing about the Christian life is to be near to Jesus. You can't really go wrong, ultimately, if your aim is to be near Jesus. He will correct you. He will guide. He'll make things, but say, I want to draw near to you. I want to draw near. This is my dog who is no longer with me, but this is Kobe. Kobe. He's not with us any longer, but he would. There was a time back 10, a little more than 10, 11 years ago that I was really sick. (laughs) And uh, I couldn't really get out of bed for a lot of days. And, and, And our bed's pretty high off the ground in the bedroom. And Kobe had never done this before or since, but he knew something. He wanted to be close. He jumped up and he slept. He stayed at the foot of my bed all day, day after day, and uh, and never did it before. It's like he, he knew, but he wanted to be near and it, it really touched me because it was where I went, he wanted to go. When I stayed, he wanted to stay. So, worship team, if y'all could come up. The second one is we saw the dog with the chain said it. The time to go walking is to be eager, to be nears number is the first thing we learn. And how do we fully follow? Well, we fully follow by saying, "I want to be near you." you as Sarah Edwards sings in the prayer room. Your nearness is my good. I want to draw near to you. I have a verse there in your notes. We won't look at it, but it says, "Draw near to God; He'll draw near to you." Then it's to be eager to be eager when it was time for Kobe to go on a walk. He would even see, Suzanne and I were talking about this, all I'd have to do is go to the certain drawer where the, where the chain was, and he'd know, and he'd be like, whoosh, whoosh. He'd, do that, he'd do that excited thing because he knew. Now think about it. Kobe didn't stop and ask, well, now where are we going? <laughs> Before I decide to follow and get and be latched onto this chain, he didn't say, how long are we going to be out there? (laughs) A half hour, right? A half hour, uh, six hours, two weeks. It didn't matter. He just wanted to be with me and he was eager to be with me. It says in Psalm 122, I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Now, I'm not talking about eagerness as a soulish work it up. I'm talking about a flow of the river of God out of you. That's the joy of the Lord. It's a lifestyle of saying, Lord, I step in. See, happiness has to do with the soul. Happiness fluctuates. But there's a the fountain of God in you. The river of God in you is a fountain of joy. Scripture talks about. And so we can, we can see that get restored in us. Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Lindsay, should had a word before church today. She said there's a, there's a grace today for joy for mourning. And it was both spellings. Mourning as in sadness. Someone today, there's a sadness. Maybe there's an anniversary or something. There's joy for morning and then there's joy in the morning. Third one, to persevere, persevere. Would you all just stand up right now? Let's just stand up. We're going to transition this way. To be near, to be eager, and then to persevere. Like I said, Kobe didn't ask, how long are we going? He's just, I want to be with you. I'm excited to be with you. And however long it takes, however hard it is, the journey to persevere. I wrote this in the notes. It's not in your notes, but I just hand wrote it. A definition that I think is good for persevere is where you are engaged at the heart level in a sustained way with the Lord. Lord, I want to persevere. I want to be engaged at the heart level with you, not just doctrine. I want to be engaged at the heart level in a sustained way. Caleb saw that the Israelites around him had blown it, and he said, "It's okay, He said, they've blown it. We've still got to move on. How long did he follow the Lord fully? How long? 40 days, 40 weeks, 40 months, 40 years. It's all the same. He didn't have a plan B. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. That's what God wants to put in us. Luke 9 23. says if Jesus says if anyone wishes to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me I believe God wants to do something in our hearts today of a, a release of strength in us that says no matter how long it takes before I see the answer I'm going to stay following you. No matter how hard it gets, I'm not going anywhere. I am following you. Thank you. I believe the Lord would have us to respond first in this way. If you want fresh power, release, to fully follow the Lord. Would you just raise your hand right now and say, I want to fully follow. Amen. Wow. The helper will help. And you'll reset. You can put your hand down. Reset throughout the day. Lord, would you strengthen us to surrender all right now two o'clock in the middle of the night when attacks come no matter how long a half hour six hours, two weeks forty years we thank you release the different spirit in us today that will push through the spirit of the age. Even right now, we just receive that. Release a different spirit. I want to open this altar. I I won't belabor this, but I want to open this altar as a step of faith. If you want fresh, listen, hear me, fresh desire to be near Him come forward See, I'm I'm gonna I'm just taking that step I prayed over this altar for, for many years before I even came here to start the church I said Lord may, may, this, may the altar wherever we have the building may it be a place where people really encounter and are marked and are changed I believe the Lord wants to release fresh desire to follow I want to open the altar for those who would like fresh zeal, in addition to fresh desire to be near, fresh zeal to follow hard after God, fresh eagerness. You say, you know, I've kind of, I kind of go in and out of. I'm not, you know, it's just. Eh. The Lord's going to release some of you that desire and then delight. Even right now, just open your hands. Lord, release fresh desire and fresh delight. The Lord says in Isaiah, he says, I'm releasing 56.7. There will be joy in the house of the Lord. Right now, Lord, release fresh desire. That's it. And now as we're just kind of flowing with that fresh strength to persevere. Lord, we need, we've already prayed it a degree, but Lord, give me fresh strength to persevere.